0: I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. Welcome to episode 27 of the Ricky Henderson podcast, greatest of all podcasts, G U A P. The A's have won 11 in a row and they may never lose again. Or I just jinxed them and they'll lose tonight. Who knows? Yeah, so for this episode, we got Amelia Schimmel. Amelia is the new A's PA announcer. She took over for the late, great Dick Callahan. Uh, she brings awesome energy to the calls team. If you guys have been there, you definitely heard her voice. We talked about her career um, what she learned from Dick and, uh, being one of four female PA announcers and just being part of this new wave of, uh, women working in baseball. So make sure you follow her on her on Twitter. She's an absolutely hilarious. Follow. Hope you guys enjoy this one. All right. And welcome to episode 27 of the Ricky Henderson, a podcast, AKA the greatest of all podcasts, the G O A P, uh, with Amelia Schimmel, the new A's PA announcer, Amelia, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing really great. I mean, we just won 11 great <laughs> ball games like it doesn't feel any better than that. I th- I'm sure 12 would be great, too. But oh, my God, I'm on a high yeah. right now. It's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, they over halfway to 20, you know, and th- and this is uh episode 27 for Catfish Hunter right here, I guess. It's it's... Half,
1: it, yeah, <laughs> although he won. I think he won 200 games before he was 31 and I'm 34 now. So I've got like, I don't know, 200 more games to win.
0: <laughs> just a little bit behind yeah uh, so well, yeah what's the vibe been like in the stadium I mean uh I, I know I know they're still trying to get more fans in there but I mean what's the vibe been like uh, it's crazy when a couple days ago on Wednesday with those yeah. two botched throws I mean it's yeah. just, it, it must be fun it must be really fun there. oh
1: it's so fun I mean I'm glad this is a podcast by the way and, and voice only because the gray hairs that I got from that game <laughs> on I don't even know what day it was Wednesday Mm -hmm. um it just back and forth the whole game roller coaster game it had a playoff feel I mean I know we're just in April but that felt like a postseason game to me it just I just wanted us to to continue the streak so badly and it just felt like fate that it was going to happen and you know those two errors I don't know why they pinch ran for Donaldson but it just was meant to be, you know, and our team with the fight every single inning, I mean, we came yeah. back and, you know, just never felt out of it. And that's all you ask for from a team. I mean, we've got the the tools to win every game. Um, yeah. But the vibe in the ballpark, as you asked, I mean, I, I said to myself in 2020, when it was, when it was empty and it was eerie and I was announcing the 10,000 cardboard cutouts that like, if even a, f- a handful of fans were able to be in here, it would just change the game entirely. And it has, yeah. I mean, I know we can't fill it to capacity right now, but the fans that are there are rowdy. They're, they're ready to go. They've been chomping at the bit an entire yeah. year. And, and, and I have too. It's just so, so exciting.
0: Yeah. And, and it kind of feels like uh, that 20 game streak. I mean, they're already at 11. I mean, uh, and I'm curious, did you go to any of those 20 game streak games growing up I and, mean, uh, yeah. that was around i don't know uh, yeah what was that i was it's, it's i'm trying to think of how old ago. i
1: was yeah. <laughs> oh, my I mean, God. no i was there at because i'm
0: 34 I, too so i'm i'm trying to figure out how old i was it was like 15 yeah, or something like 15, that yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and i was at i want to say i was at if not all the home games during that streak then the majority of them okay yeah i i was Uh, It's hard to remember, you know, when you look back and you see, like, especially from working at MLB network, you see the video of Hatterberg's home run played over and over and over again. You can't remember if you were actually there or you just lived it in your mind so many (laughs) times that you were like, "Eh." but there were so many of those important games that I know that I was at. And I, um, oh Mm. my God. And our seats were behind third base dugout. Um, You know, our, our family season tickets, we shared them with a bunch of other fans and, or uh, excuse me, a bunch of other families and it was just magical just to be yeah. there. I mean, especially because you could see the A's jog into the dugout, you know, they'd run off the field. I'd be like standing up, waving at them. And um, that streak for me was just, I, I cried during Moneyball. I
0: mean, <laughs>
1: not, not reading the book, but I cried during <laughs> uh I went to see, I remember I went to see it with my friends in New York when it came out because I was living in New York at the time mm-hmm. and we were in the theater, just bawling our eyes out in happy tears and everybody else in the theater, was your like, friends are. You are oh, yeah. people?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they, you know, they started off the season with six straight losses. And now you look, they have the best win percentage in the American league. Right. I mean, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool. What's going on with the team this year. right? There's, I mean, the, the whole ride, the wave thing. I mean, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. And like, they're having fun with it. Even when they were down by six, it seemed like they weren't, they weren't worried, you know?
1: yeah Yeah, i mean obviously there was like you know i wasn't worried it's a long season it's a really long baseball season and um you know you don't get worried it was just that like they weren't necessarily um they weren't in a lot of those games you know it's not like they were it might have been heartbreaking if we were like a few of them we were down you know up by one run and then lost them down by a couple whatever but those were some of them were blowouts and we're like all right when's the team gonna turn on that's why i was less worried it was like extended spring training almost I know we did well in spring training but it was like all right let's kick it into the season and then the guys really did and they started gelling and the pitchers started pitching well and and this is what the team is supposed to be playing like so um it's just it's I'm so I I know we're not going to win like you know 11 straight games here and there all season yeah but this is the this is the way the team should be playing and
0: they're really good yeah and and do you have to like stop and pinch yourself when you're up there in the booth sometimes like you know like maybe in between innings and it's just they're tossing the ball in the infield do you take a moment to be like oh wow this is pretty cool i got a pretty sweet job you know i'm
1: still waiting for like ashton kutcher to come out and tell me i'm being pumped. You know, (laughs) like the opening day was april 1st it was april fool's day and i was like this is a really elaborate april fool's joke that they're playing on me like uh, you think you're gonna be the PA announcer? <laughs> yes, it's so cool. It's still, it's still every single day. I'm like, I cannot believe, as a fan of the A's, my entire life that I get to do something this incredible, and I just, you know, case in point, when that, um, when Ramon came up to the plate the other day, you know, uh, I, I said his name. Just, I looked over at our producer Justin, and I was like. I'm going to say his name bigger than, you know, this is a world series, big announcement kind of thing. I'm going, to, I'm going to say it loud and proud. And I did, it felt like so good. And I know that, you know, my little, my little part there doesn't necessarily affect the game, but that was my fandom being able to come out right there. And he just put it in play and we won the game. And I was so excited
0: no i think you can feel it like i've been to uh, i've only been to two games this year but i can really feel your energy and can be like you can really feel you enjoy being there and like you're excited to call the names and stuff you know i love it it's great you bring energy it's awesome yeah thank you yeah yeah so did you go up like, uh, do you grow up going to the Coliseum when they had orange seats and when like Roy Steele was the PA announcer? Because people used to call him the voice of God and stuff like that, you know? I know. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I did. I remember, I remember orange seats. I um I was really young at the time, but I, yeah. I basically have been to games since I was, Gosh, like probably since I started on solid food. My my parents came <laughs> over from New York. They were New York, you know, they were Mets and Yankees fans. But then when we moved out to, you know, I was born and bred in Oakland. But like mm-hmm. when they moved out to Oakland, they decided they were going to let their daughters choose the teams that we were going to watch, which I appreciate so much. They didn't force the Yankees on.
0: The yeah. <laughs> You're like, thank <"They> God. <laughs> yeah.
1: So they brought us to A's games from the start. And my mm-hmm. parents became A's fans because of that. And um, my sister and I. Diehard A's fans, Sharks fans, Warriors fans, Raiders. eh, Yeah. (laughs) We were there, but. Um, and so we just, the ability to be able to go to games and like choose the team that we love was unbelievable. And we, Mm -hmm. we, you know, we've been going since we were tiny and we played softball in Oakland and all of that. And I played baseball in high school and everything. So you go to the games and you see people, you know, from like elementary school, high school, like Oakland's a city, but it has a small town feel sometimes. So it's, it's like going home when you're there.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And, um, and you actually, joined the A's in, in November 2017 now, like professionally, right? Um, mm-hmm. And what, what what role were you doing with the team before you were doing the PA?
1: Yeah, so I was um, the executive producer of video content and ballpark entertainment. So I was kind of overseeing oh, cool. a lot of the, the areas, um, you know, that basically entertain people other than the game itself on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so the mascots, the fireworks shows, um, the video content on the board. How are we displaying the stats? You know, what kind of videos are we going to play? What does a pregame ceremony look like? Um, that type of stuff. And that was kind of from my time at MLB network as a TV producer. So instead Mm -hmm. of producing a television show in a truck, I was then producing a show, at a game. That's um, crazy. Okay, and, cool. I
0: didn't, I didn't realize you were doing that all that coordination and everything. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Well,
1: it's funny when you talk to, to Hal the hot dog economist slash vendor, yeah. <laughs> he was talking about how uh, we basically photoshopped uh, Tom Hanks's head onto his body.
0: Yeah.
1: I actually was the one who reached out to him and said, listen, <laughs> Tom Hanks's high school photo or whatever it was he sent <laughs> us does not have a body on it. Can we use your body? And so like the type of stuff like that, um, you know, and actually it was really strange last year too. I did a little bit of both, you know, obviously the PA work, um, but also some of the stuff that I was doing as an executive producer Mm -hmm. Um, because it was a shorter season. It was something that was possible to do. And the thing that we added that I never thought I would ever, ever know anything about was fake crowd cheer, was adding the crowd sounds iPad. And it was really cool being able to combine like, how I think a foul ball should sound, how I think a home run Oh, so that sound.
0: was you doing that last I year? I wasn't
1: operating it. Oh, okay. My team was the one yeah, doing yeah. that. So actually our, our guy, Charlie Magania, <laughs> who basically, yeah. you know, and he's a diehard fan too, and he had to be to understand the sounds of the Coliseum. He was basically, it's like a keyboard. You're basically layering yeah, on yeah. different sounds and it was so cool. And so he and and Justin, our producer and Charlie, a lot of other guys basically um you know we all got together in the control room and talked about how we think it should sound and he basically made it come to life and it was really really interesting and um just so strange to to think that we would ever have to do something like it's that a, but, it's
0: like a laugh track in the sitcoms but you're in the stadium you know yeah, but it's you know, like
1: <laughs> you know what's crazy though is like you think about like uh there's no just home run button right because the, the difference between a ball getting caught on the warning track or a robbed home run Is like feet and inches away from an actual home run. So you can't just hit a button as soon as the ball hits the bat. You've got to like decide layer on like positive reaction, positive reaction, and then oh, if it's caught at the the (laughs) like the disappointment. Same thing with a with a you know a hot shot up the middle, could be a double play, could be a single up the middle. You never know. So you have to like it's a split second reaction.
0: That's so fun. I didn't, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I figured, yeah, somebody was live doing that but that's running it's like almost like playing an instrument you know and you gotta like be part of the stadium uh and and you mentioned MLB Network you were there for about eight years is that right um and I was looking on your LinkedIn it looks like you you kind of just moved up the ranks and uh and did like you eventually yeah you're you're running shows and everything right what what exactly were you doing there yeah.
1: yeah, so I, I actually started at um, MLB Productions kind of logging baseball games. And that was like a tedious job. You're basically from like 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. like hitting buttons, basically logging and archiving games that night. And I loved it, but a lot of people probably thought it was incredibly So boring. were you
0: like, oh, this is like Manaya's first strikeout, this is Manaya's second strikeout, like oh, stuff like that? Or They like, have a
1: really cool yeah. system. It's like a touchscreen system that they developed in-house to basically archive everything for MLB where you're hitting a button each play, but you're not just saying, all right Manaya strikes out you know this batter you're saying Manaya strikes out this batter fist pumps and then there's you oh, know wow. broadcaster analysis on how Manaya's you know fastballs working well today that kind of thing so you're adding like color to everything so that somebody can go back and that you know this is what I did 10 years later at the A's is go back use that diamond system that I started logging on 10 years before and find all of Manaya strikeouts and figure out you know, which of the um, Chapman homers went to left center field and stuff uh, like that. So it's really cool. That's, um, but that's just, you know, you yeah. log, you start out by logging and then I, yeah. um, I shifted over to MLB network and I was um, editing a lot. And then I was producing segments for shows like MLB central and um uh hot stove and mlb tonight. So producing directly for certain people. Like I pretty produ- oh, wow. I work with Lauren Shahadi who's awesome for So, so you're, for doing live,
0: you're doing live you're doing live T V shows and stuff like that, yeah. I
1: wasn't on I wasn't on camera and my voice was never on there but I was you know behind the scenes but I mean you're
0: calling like you're calling stuff in real time like you're doing you're doing the live production and everything like that yeah so there was that's crazy right there was
1: a social media segment called hashtagging up that I would produce live and you know we'd go you scour social media for funny tweets and stuff like that and then I would be in Lauren's ear during the segment saying all right we're going to this next and Um, certain, you know, not necessarily for the live games bouncing around, that wasn't the type of producing that I was doing, but I also did some, um, Mm -hmm. you know, some, uh, replay role work. So for example, I was, I was telling people on like, uh, Jackie Robinson day when everyone's wearing 42, you're watching 15 screens of every single player wearing 42 (laughs) and you're trying to figure out who just homered in Cincinnati, you know, so it was, it was, by the way, very, very, very cool to be part of a Jackie Robinson day in Oakland.
0: Uh-huh. Oh my God. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah. I mean, um, I know there was a moment of silence as well. And, yeah. Um...
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just an unbelievable day. It gave me the chills. I mean, I was, I'm, I'm so honored to be able to like, be able to take part in that day, even to just say the number 42, you know, and, and announce 42 for all of our players was so unbelievable. I regret that I never got to watch Jackie play um, uh-huh. or, you know, I wasn't alive for it, but um i just it it, it's so cool that we have that and i know we're gonna do a lot for clemente day too so i'm really excited for that
0: yeah that's cool yeah and and, um and what uh what what about that view you have from that third deck i mean it's it's great right it's like you're kind of just on top of everything and um I don't know it seems like that that's like a fun there's like a fun vibe in that side of the press box too right like it just seems like everybody's kind of been there for a while everybody knows each other Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of curious what is the whole vibe like on that side on the because you guys are down the third baseline Mm -hmm. kind of between the second and third decks yeah uh yeah what's that whole vibe like in that whole game control center and or you know because there's a lot going on you know (laughs) oh
1: yeah Yeah. it's a great vibe in our part of our control room is basically linked to the press box but you know we, we close our door and we kind of have some fun the press box I'm sure is a little bit more like business like um professional just watching the game because a lot of people are writing but in our control room you know uh I'm not sure if I'm even supposed to say this but we cheer for good <laughs> you
0: know we uh, yeah, every, I'm sure every. Yeah, we gotta I'm have sure. A little, it's
1: a long season and you got to yeah. have some fun you got to really root you know and sometimes there's you know a little bit of stress when we're like in the 14th inning and the, the seagulls are swirling and stuff and we're like all right what do we do now for content how do we entertain but um it's it's so much fun in our control room and we have such a good vibe in there. Um, we had such an amazing vibe in there with Dick Callahan and he is just, you know, he's missing from, from the heart and the soul of the control room, but we're trying to carry it on and we're trying to kind of do things that he did and Chet, our uh, scoreboard keeper. We lost a lot of people over the last two years and we're trying to basically uh, all the traditions that they brought in and all of the, you know, the bringing candy into the control room, all those things we're going to continue to do to, to keep their spirit in there.
0: Yeah, and how is that different from being in that vibe when you're at a live event as opposed to uh, being on TV? You know, it's like a different rush, right? I mean, it's like two different. Because I'm sure it's, I don't know, like I feel like live TV would be really intimidating. You know, it's like uh, you just got to call these shots in, in real time and.
1: Yeah, you mean like in terms of like uh, guys that are on the broadcast versus you know me doing what I do for the ballpark itself, or or just
0: you know you as a producer? I mean, it's like a different rush, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: oh total rush. I mean, it's for example, we had a light delay the other day,
0: and (laughs) yeah, "Uh,
1: (laughs) "Uh, what do we do? Um, You know, and so that's when everyone scrambled and was like, how many songs can we think of that involve the word lights? and then we started playing them all. No,
0: I, yeah, I saw NBC Sports made a graphic about it, and people were loving it, yeah, I mean, people yeah. have fun with it, right, you gotta have fun. Yeah,
1: we have fun with that stuff, and all of it's unpredictable, and as you know, there's no clock in baseball, so it's just, everything, every game is different, and so mm-hmm. there's, there's a ton of stuff that we can predict, and a lot of preparation that we have to do, but there's just always something, I mean, I've only been with the team, you know, on this side of it for three years, excuse me, three years now, but
0: mm-hmm. it's,
1: we've seen something new almost every game like at least once a homestand something crazy happens you're not ready for so it's cool
0: yeah and you mentioned dick callahan um i mean i i had a few you know over the years i got to i didn't really get to know him but you know i just saw him kind of in the elevator kind of walking around he's always in a great mood and he's always smiling and talking to somebody you know uh, how would you describe dick callahan for people who didn't meet him but only heard his voice over the pa you know
1: yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. I heard his voice over the PA coming to games when I was younger and meeting him was just even better. You know, I knew he was already a, you know, a legendary voice and then I met him and I was like, wow, this guy is a legendary human being. I mean, he came into the control room. He was happy. He was jolly. He was cracking jokes with everyone. There were people who didn't even realize that he knew their name and then he he did and they were like, oh, my God, you know who I am um you know he got stopped by everybody in the elevator on the way up and sometimes we joke like dick you got to get here an hour and a half earlier now because like he, everybody's talking to you on the way up we need to make sure you're here but yeah, yeah. um just such an unbelievable person unbelievable presence yeah. not you know um not arrogant in any way but had this kind of fun joking arrogance that was actually built in humility if, if that makes any sense it yeah, was
0: yeah.
1: you know he he would just um he would, He was one of the, one of the kids almost like there were a lot of 20 something year olds in there and he never told us how old he actually was, but he was perpetually 21 kind of thing. And and he would just, you know, everybody just got along with him. And so, yeah, we're, we really, really miss him. He did a lot, a lot of uh, work and hard work, even though he knew everything, the game, the players, by you know, by heart, but he Mm -hmm. still Spent you know the night before each game, making sure all of his pronunciations were correct, making sure he was prepared with his scripts, and so he taught me so much and how to do that. And so I'm I'm eternally grateful for the things that I learned from him.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, because I, I know you started filling in for him last year, right? Um, mm-hmm. or, or did you did you do call games before 2020, or was 2020 no. your the beginning? And yeah. so was he like a natural? Was he a mentor for you? uh You know, last year did yeah. he help that?
1: Yeah. And he had opted out just for kind of COVID safety reasons. And so, you know, the, the plan was always for him to come back and he was super excited about coming back, but I knew as, as much as, as hard as it was for him to sit out of these games, he still called and texted me all the time and said, yeah. I hear your voice on the broadcast. You're That's doing awesome. great. Give me pointers like, all right, slow down. It's not a rush or you know, I love how you did this, and blah blah blah. And I would ask questions of him too. And um, you know, I'm I'm close with his family as well. His daughters are so unbelievably kind, and they they were helping me out as well too, and giving me support. So having the support from him last season was was just incredible. And um, you know, mm. he we were in we were in touch the entire season.
0: That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um and uh, you do you know Rennell as well? Have you got to know Rennell? Um uh brooks is it is it brooks moon or moon, moon. brooks i don't want to mess brooks it up moon. Yeah. yeah brooks R- mm-hmm. R- 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 brooks moon um i mean she's you know she's an og at this point she she's been there for i, I remember going to games for that inaugural season and she, it was a big deal that she was the pa announcer and she's still here you know 22 years later i mean
1: mm-hmm.
0: um is she is she a mentor for you as well just the fact that she's right here in san francisco and she has so much experience
1: yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up listening to her on, 98, on 98.1 KISS FM. Like I, I knew her as like, you know, R&B sound, Ronell. And then when she got the job with the Giants, I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. I still haven't met her in person yet because of, you know, the pandemic, but yeah. she has reached out to me so many times. We've had video chats. We're actually going to, you know, meet in person pretty soon. Um, she's just been amazing. She's just yeah. so supportive. She made me feel like part of the group immediately, you know, even without knowing me yet. And just, um, you know, we talk all the time now. And so she really is a legend and she's, you know, I'm, I, I watch a lot of what she does and what she has done. I watched the giants game last night to see kind of, you know, how she was announcing batters and kind of a cold, cold night in SF and, um, you know, and the Giants win and like, you know, what kind of intonation she gets and excitement and she's just she's just so so good at what she does and I will mm-hmm. forever be learning from her but she has been so sweet to me and, and reached out and, and same with Marisol and um, with the Mets as well too so <laughs> I, there's a sorority forming and I, and I love it.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask you because yeah, Mar- Marisol Castro, and then I-, I saw you actually. Yeah, you retweeted uh, Adrienne Roberson just mm-hmm. uh, took over as a PA for Camden Yards in the in Baltimore. Yeah. So, so I, I mean that's at least four. I don't know if there's more. Is, is is that right? As far as you know, there's four women PA announcers in baseball right now.
1: Or in counting. Yeah. As I found out this morning about Adrian's full-time role and, you know, I haven't met her yet. I haven't seen her, seen her listen to her work yet, but mm-hmm. I'm just really, really excited that she has that opportunity. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of history in Baltimore. Camden Yards is an unbelievable park. I know that must be really, really exciting for her. So I can't wait to meet her and talk to her, but I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, this is happening in baseball.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you feel like, do you feel pride to be part of this wave of pioneers? I mean, I, I just saw there was a photo of Kim Ng, the, you know, the general manager of the Marlins and Alyssa Mack the coach with the Giants together. And, um, I mean, I, I, I would assume the goal is that we're not even talking about this anymore. Right. It's like, eventually sure, yeah. it's just a normal Yeah, there's women in baseball, you know, that's the goal, right?
1: Yeah, the goal is that it's not, you know, that the opportunities are there that you, you know, it's not the, it's not the goal to limit the opportunities of other people. Obviously, this is, you know, there are a lot of really good male PA announcers in this sport, but the opportunity is to make sure that that young girls and women know that they can do this. And that there is, there is no unfair judgment when they do start this role. You know, it's not guilty until proven innocent, like, oh, I bet she can't do it. No, it's, I bet she can do it. And there should be men and women supporting on both sides saying, you know what, she got this job for a reason. There are a lot of people that think she did a good job. And by the way, Adrian was with, I think, um, their minor league affiliate for 17 years. So, they've had a good chance of listening to her and saying she's good and let's have her do this, you know, on a major league level. So mm-hmm. I'm so, so proud to be part of this. this is probably the number one source of pride in my life is, is being a part of, you mm-hmm. know, doing something you know, making some change. Um, and I, you know, I hope to, to, to do women proud and, and, to, and men as well. But I, I think too, this is not taking away anything from the the men who have come before me and and the ones around the league because mm-hmm. um, as long as you work hard and and you love the game then you should have the opportunity to to do this so um, that's what I that's what we're just trying to prove here
0: mm-hmm. yeah and that- uh, and I'm curious: Has anybody like reached out to you? Have, has any young uh, young girl or young woman been like, Amila, that's so cool! I didn't even realize this was an avenue for me." Has that happened yet? I mean, I know you've—it's only been three weeks, but uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm curious. Or, or since last year, has anybody reached out to you and kind of told you that?
1: Yeah, there are actually a few people on social media recently where you know they were fathers of young girls, and they were like, oh, "I'm bringing cool. my two girls to the game, and I'm—they're so excited to hear you." And I just. Oh my God. That just, it makes my day. It really is so great to hear because I was one of those young girls growing up, going to the Coliseum. And I just can't even imagine a, a world in which like, you know, when I was seven or eight years old that I thought I would have this opportunity. I just, it's just unreal to me. And so when they tell me that I'm just like, Oh my god i I just feel this immense pressure to make them proud, but also I'm I'm just it makes me so happy. It's really really mm-hmm. sweet and and there's been a lot of really good support, especially in the Bay Area because it's such a wonderful progressive place.
0: Yeah, and I I love your Twitter. You're you're hilarious on Twitter. <laughs> I gotta know do, who's like your favorite comedians. Are you like a comedy writer as well? Because you have some hilarious lines on there. <laughs> oh,
1: thanks so much. Um, yeah. So let's see. I. I do watch a lot of comedy. I used to, I, you know, when I lived in New York, I went to the Comedy Cellar a lot. Like, I went there with know, my
0: brother one time. Yeah, uh,
1: such a great spot. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't necessarily like, fancy myself a comedian. I, well, I Where try, do you get
0: your sense of humor? I mean, I don't <laughs> want to
1: be a comedian. Yeah, um, yeah. I try, I love like interacting too, like the Bleacher Crew there and the diehards, mm-hmm. the Oakland A's diehard fans. To just love interacting with them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's that's part of the fun of social media too. Yeah. Is you just get to talk to everyone, but thank you. That's very sweet. I hope, that, <laughs> I hope I can live up to that.
0: Well, and also another hilarious thing you do is you you got your snack of the game. I don't know when that tradition started. <laughs> when, when, how did that, is that a Dick Callahan inspired? Like, how did that happen? I mean, what happened no, with the snack just, of the game?
1: <laughs> there's two things that I do a lot of and that's eating and talking. So like, and actually sometimes both. So if you ever hear me announce a batter and it sounds like I have a mouthful of food that's probably the case. Um, but no I, I was telling guys I was like I need to take smaller bites here because sometimes these are one pitch at bats and, yeah you're like, oh. um, <laughs> but yeah I started the snack of the game thing because I was just snacking so hard during each game I was like maybe I'll just maybe showcase some um some cool like local things just weird things that I find at like the, you know the yeah. last like candies or like at gas stations by the coliseum and stuff like that or you know a cool Vietnamese spot in San Leandro that I found. So. Um, I'll probably continue to do that, but I'm definitely going to gain like 200 to 250 pounds.
0: <laughs> uh, it, are you also a walk-up song aficionado now as well? I mean, cause I mean you, at this point, you probably hear a song like, Oh, this reminds me of so-and-so or this like, you know, okay. you probably got it all down. Right.
1: First of all, I got to put you on the spot here. What would be your walk-up song if you had one?
0: Oh God. I don't know. That's a tough question. Every person um,
1: has to ask themselves that because that's something that I consider, like, over the last three years, I've heard a lot of walk-up songs.
0: I don't know. I would want something kind of, like, epic. I really, uh, they play Eminence Front a lot, the The Who song. It's, like, intense uh, little intro, but I don't know. It's, it's only 15-second limit. I don't know if you could get the whole... Cause you know it has to be fifteen seconds, right? So.
1: Hi. Yeah, it's not necessarily a number of (laughs) seconds, but like, and there are times that like, okay, we we let's say we announce Mark Hanna, and then we get a pitching change while he's batting, then we get to hear like a virgin for like forty-five seconds. Yeah, that's so we get to the chorus, but I I love the. I love walk-up songs in general. I thought about that a lot. Like I actually had a a previous employer, like I used to um, intern for Sport Vision and Mm -hmm. they had a walk-up song for every time you walked into the boss's office. So I had Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe play every time I walked (laughs) into this guy's office. And then uh, I thought about maybe Corrupt, Who Ride With Us, Uh, good song that we used to play at the Coliseum, Mm -hmm. Google it or whatever, but um, (laughs) that would probably be my- I think I know that song,
0: yeah. Just because it
1: intros so hard, it's awesome. But um, the, the, the players send us our, their walk-up songs. There's, there's guys who, you know, if they don't have a few good games, they'll change it. There's guys who have, you know, rotating ones or whatever. Elvis Andrews now is rotating between, um, you know, a, a song whose name I forget now. And then Al Green, let's stay together. Yeah. So the vibe is like really high for one of them. And then it's really just mellow and RB for the other. And I love it.
0: Yeah, when I hear that one, it's like it's like, oh, am I at a baseball game? Am I just chilling like in the park right now? Like what's going on? Yeah. That's when I
1: start dancing in the booth. Yep. But I also appreciate the ones that are really hardcore. Like I actually didn't really think I was gonna like um Lou Trevino's uh violence song. It's like very death metal y. it's like, oh we need almost yeah, it violence. And then you're like, wow, all right, this has got me, you know, it gets you fired level. up,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a clo- it's a closer type song, so
0: you gotta do yeah. that but yeah i do love can i think my theory for canna is that he does it to throw off the other pitcher they're like wait am i is this is this like like he just takes them out of their element for a second but he's just in there like ha, like yeah. got you you know he had like,
1: madonna last year i think too um he had vogue by yeah he had
0: vogue yeah i, it's, yeah. I wonder yeah I remember Susan Slusser asked him about that last year but I forget his explanation I think yeah. he just likes the song yeah I think he maybe it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he
1: had some Bob Dylan I want to say for a little bit and then I remember back in the day well back in the day I don't know this is not very long yeah. ago but Reddick had Careless Whisper oh and yeah oh, everybody yeah. was like in they the brought the fake uh, the saxophones, saxophones yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that was so funny. That's,
1: that's what it's all about right there yeah no you, know, you got to yeah. You got to have a song that gets everybody involved and lets you know, like I know exactly who's in the game right now. So yeah, yeah. they're that's, so cool. I love it. And,
0: and who, who's like the most difficult name. I mean, is it like the rolling R's? I know the twins just had a guy Arayas or something like that. Yeah. I mean, are names like those tough, the rolling R's. And what is like the toughest name you've had to get, or is there one name that's really got you this year or something like
1: yeah, that? Yeah. It's so funny. So not necessarily yet this year, there were a lot of them last year. Um, we also basically um, so for Arise, like he just we get this whole pronunciation guide, right, from MLB. Mm-hmm. But you can tell sometimes they're kind of anglicizing certain names. Like I'm, I'm not entirely sure whether I should put some like, um, uh, Yamer Candelario, right? It's just yeah. written as Yamer, but I, I'm pretty sure I <laughs> say it as Yamer. So <laughs> like. Um, I'm trying to ma- basically put, you know, a little bit of, um, authenticity onto it that I can, I, you know, I know a little bit of Spanish. I don't, I'm not fluent, but, um, and I think, um, there's certain names that just, you know, are tongue twisters in general, like Edwin Encarnacion for some reason, every
0: time. <laughs> oh, Isaiah
1: yeah. Kiner Falefa it's uh, phonetic but their vowels make all different sounds so it's like a roller coaster kind when you're. like what kind of falafel you know yeah. I,
0: <laughs> you're
1: kind of like getting through it i almost called um zach mckinstry zach mcancestry.com a few times <laughs> um, <laughs> no i just stuff
0: it, like that yeah, yeah you just kind of like
1: recite them over and over again um our guys uh, their names are pretty straightforward I really enjoy saying Mile Machine and use Petit but uh-huh. um, Matt Olson there's so few syllables you have to really figure out like yeah. where you want to put the Honestly. emphasis you know? <laughs> yeah. sometimes, sometimes a straightforward name like that is much harder Chap- yeah Chapman one. too
0: right Chapman's yeah. just pretty sh- cut and dry like yeah. straightforward and they're bat- you they're know back to
1: back in the lineup too usually they're right they're like batting three and four or four and five so um, when you do the the opening intros, I don't want those mats to sound the same. They're very different yeah. people, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, they're both awesome, but they're very different people. So you got to kind of figure out ahead of time how you want to do it. And sometimes I just let it happen because, you know, the energy takes
0: over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh and does it just feel like home stands just kind of blur by they just kind of roll all together it's i mean especially this that was kind of crazy there was like three games in 24 hours a couple yeah. days ago you know i mean yeah. uh does it kind of just blur together now is it crazy to think oh wow the first month of the season is almost over already
1: It's cra- yeah. it's it's crazy how fast it goes by and everybody's mm-hmm. like oh the baseball season is so long but it's like It goes by so quickly. I love the homestands. Obviously like this, that's just my fun time, right? Like the road trips that I enjoy watching the games, but I'd rather be like at home at the Coliseum. So Mm -hmm. everybody's like, Oh my God, we got a 15 inning game. Like everybody that I work with is awesome about, and they all love Ace baseball, but like there are times when it's a little bit chilly and you're in extra innings and like, everybody's like, all right, we just need to win this game right now. For me, I'm like, as long as we win, I don't care if it goes nine innings or twenty-three. Like I, don't,
0: like, <laughs> just, I
1: was excited for that doubleheader. That was a full day of baseball. That was awesome. Yeah,
0: it's like fourteen innings is cool with you, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and I think
1: the doubleheader went faster than than the the game the next day or something like that. It, they were, were comparable. They were both over four hours, but like we played two games in the time of one on that next game. So yeah I
0: think it's weird how they honestly I think they should be playing nine inning double headers but what do I know I mean it's kind of weird like doesn't it mess up the stats like for the rest of the year like uh, I don't know isn't it kind you of you know weird? what
1: was cool I mean I totally un- I understand it right but like um what was cool about the two games that we played in the seven inning double header is that we won those games and would have if they were nine inning games so I was looking at the score thinking like You know you're like oh god if you're if you're down one nothing in the sixth inning you're like oh god i only have one more inning to catch up that wasn't the case for those games thank god i think we went up i can't remember but i think we went up big kind of in the first game and
0: yeah
1: um it ended up being um the case that like those two games were probably the same outcome if we had played nine so i felt good about it but yeah i totally get what you're saying like i mean the more innings the better
0: yeah. <laughs> and uh and yeah, what do you just think about? I mean, it looks like the pitching staff is kind of, you know, putting it back together and everybody's hitting. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like they're they're really rolling right now, right? Is yeah.
1: It... I love it. Okay, first of all, I love seeing Jed Lowry back and just Yeah. so good. The doubles machine. Um our pitching staff I knew would come around. I mean, these are all like really really talented young guys, but that's what happens with with young guys. They might have a clunker once in a while. And um you know, it just, that, that first series, I think they weren't necessarily feeding off each other. Now that everybody, you know, if, if Bassett has a good outing, then, Mo, then Montas is going to have a good outing. Then, then mm-hmm. Jesus is going to, ha- I think those guys are feeding off each other. You know, that's speculation on my part, but yeah, um, that's what it looks
0: like Yeah, but they all have
1: the stuff, you know, they all have mm-hmm. the, just the stuff to be really, really good pitchers. Um, and they are, so it's just a matter of putting it all together. So I wasn't worried, you know, when they started off a little bit, you know, I know that's what's crazy. They were
0: owned six, but I was like, you know, like I still, I might be crazy, but I still think they're going to be a playoff team. Like, I don't know. And now they, now they're in first place in the AL. So they're looking all right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I don't think too, like, you know, okay, obviously Houston has faltered a little bit, but I think just the whole concept of right, we're the first team to play Houston, and there's a lot of booing going on. Like you don't think about how that can affect the home team as well. You know, Mm. obviously it was, (laughs) I'm going to say that it was really cool to see everybody really get into it in the A's Astros series and then and I'll leave it at that but I also think there's something to be said about the pressure of beating the Astros with everybody being on you know team A's for that across baseball it seems mm-hmm. so I think they showed a little bit more in the series in Houston you know how to play against the Astros and that they're you know that they can compete and are and are better than that team so
0: yeah
1: yeah and, it was a little but, bit different
0: And me just had to get that one out the way and now
1: yeah
0: well, it looks like, well, I still got to, I'm still too cheap to pay for Zoom. It looks like they're going to boot us off <laughs> because <But laughs> we have a couple of minutes. Is there anything else you want to let A's fans know? You, you got any uh, message for A's fans or anything? Yeah. Just got all the support come you've got or anything like that? Or I Yeah, mean, I
1: like, really, really appreciate all the support. And I, I'm just so thankful for everybody who's been mm-hmm. so nice on social and in person. It's been so fantastic. And come out to these games because they are so exciting. And it's so fun mm-hmm. to watch this team. It's really nice to have fans back.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amelia. I yeah. really appreciate the interview. It was great to talk Thanks. to you about a bunch of stuff. Thank you so you too. much.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, Amelia is great, isn't she? She is hilarious, and um, it's really cool to see her have the job. Oakland native, all about the A's. So make sure you give her a follow on Twitter too, and make sure you see all of her fire tweets and fire snacks. Her name is Shimmel Amelia, that's S-C-H-I-M-M-E-L-A-M-E-L-I-A on Twitter. And yeah, make sure you get out to the Coliseum so you can hear all of her calls. It's really great to hear her. So thanks again to Amelia, hope you guys enjoyed that one. The A's are on the road, looking for 12 in a row as I record this. Who knows? Maybe they'll get all the way up to 20, but they still need another week. All right, take care.